Christmas, everyone. How you doing tonight? All right. You know, it's Thursday. You still got time. Uh, you still got time to get into the Christmas spirit. And, and for those of you who happen to also celebrate your birthday around this time of year, I want you to know that Jesus feels your pain. There it is. Just to be perfectly clear, these gifts are for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> Uh, any, anybody have a birthday around this time of year? Yeah, yeah. Make them, make them make it separate for you, okay? Make them make it special. Thank you for carving out uh, some time from your busy season, your holiday, uh, your get-togethers to, to just come and spend it with us tonight. Uh, special shout out to those of you who are here uh, because someone made you be here. You are seen, you are known, you are loved, and you are valued, and we are glad that you are with us tonight. Uh, my gift to you you is a short sermon, so you're not going to have to sit here for very much longer. Uh, our, our staff played a game a couple of weeks ago for our Christmas party that I thought would be kind of fun to play tonight. And so get together with uh, some people around you. It might be the person right next to you, maybe uh, the people in the pews around you. And, and I am going to show uh, some emojis up on the screen, and you have to guess the, the name of the Christmas song or the Christmas movie that it is describing. So we'll, we'll start off easy and then we'll progressively maybe get a little bit harder. Let's check out this first one. Rock, okay. See, I told you it'd be easy. Uh, the first one. Yep. Rocking around the Christmas tree. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see the next one. Joy to the world. Very good. Next one. Yeah, there you go. Baby, it's cold outside. Awesome. <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock. Yes, I like that one. I like that one. Silver Bells. Very good. A few more. Mm. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it over there. The Grinch. That's right. The Grinch. Polar Express. That's it. Yeah, Polar Express, which Grant's going to be teaching on next week uh, or using. Muppet Christmas Carol, that's right. Again, the best of the, of the Christmas Carol movies. Christmas Vacation, yep, I heard it over there. Yes, and then last one. Say it louder, say it louder. Die Hard, that's right, that's right, <laughs> nice, it took our, our team forever to, to figure that one out. Well, we are in week four of our series uh, that we have called At the Movies Christmas Edition, where we have been using uh, some of our favorite Christmas movies to kind of retell uh, the Christmas story. And, and so, so far, week one, we started off with Christmas Vacation, and we looked at how Jesus meets us in, in the disappointment of our unmet expectations. He, he meets us in those places. He gives us joy. He gives us hope. He gives us peace. Uh, week two, uh, our, our kids did, a, did a, a performance of Charlie Brown Christmas, and, and we learned through that that just one encounter with Jesus 
has the power to rewrite your story. It doesn't matter what your life has been up to, up to that point. One encounter with Jesus has the power to rewrite your story. Last week, we looked at um, um, Elf, and I just want to thank everyone for the amazing gifts I have received through this week and even today that are Elf-themed. They will go great with my Elf Crocs and the jacket, Uh, and so maybe I'll bust out some of those socks and other things later on, but Elf teaches us, you know, kind of what we point to in the Christmas story, that life does not have to be perfect to be joyful. And this week, we are using a classic that was actually released 40 years ago this year, 1983, A Christmas Story. Now, how many of you are like my wife and you absolutely hate this movie? You can be honest. You're you're with friends here. Yeah. All right. How many of you are like my friend Jeremy Moore, who it's going to be on 24 hours straight um, this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Uh, What I have found is that this is like one of the most polarizing Christmas movies of all time. You, most people either love it or they hate it, but wherever you stand with this movie, you have to admit that there are some pretty iconic scenes in it, right? You have Ralphie's brother who is layered up with with so many clothes and jackets that like he can't even put his arms down. They just like keep bouncing back up. He falls down in the snow and he's like rolling around because he can't get up. Uh, Maybe you had a mom that dressed you like that. Maybe you were or are a mom that dresses your kids like that. Uh, you, you have the leg lamp scene, this, this major prize that the old man wins uh, that comes in a large wooden crate marked fragile, meaning it has to be Italian. Uh, you have Schwartz who, who skips and just blows right past etiquette and triple dog dares Flick to stick his tongue on the pole and it gets stuck. And as his friends are running back to class because the bell rung, he's sitting there going, hey, don't leave me, don't leave me. <laughs> and then you have one of my favorite scenes. I love, I love this part of the movie. Let's, uh, let's check it out. Babe, we just need to watch it more. We just need to watch it more. It, every single time, Randy's look and laugh, like when he's laughing at his brother, and then the dad saying, he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. Like, that gets me every single time. And, and of course, Aunt Clara's, you know, pink bunny PJs, that's not ultimately what Ralphie wanted for Christmas, He wanted a BB gun, right? And not just any BB gun. Ralphie wanted the Red Ryder Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle. And all throughout the movie, he is dropping hints that are subtle and not so subtle, uh, trying to convince his parents that they need to get this for him or that Santa needs to give it to him for Christmas. And of course, all throughout, he is met by the adult saying what? You'll shoot your eye out. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, it's been 40 years. You had time. But spoiler alert, Ralphie does get his BB gun, and he does nearly shoot his eye out. But despite the minor injury, uh, the movie ends with this kind of iconic scene of Ralphie snuggling up in bed, holding his new, you know, precious gift, which doesn't seem safe. And, And at the last 
at the last moment of the movie, everything is good and everything is right in the world. And, and there are a lot of things that, that I love about this movie, but I think that one of its most endearing qualities is the nostalgia that is just wrapped all over it. Uh, you, you have an emotional connection, many of us, with a, with a Christmas story, maybe because it reminds you of your family, maybe because it reminds you of your childhood. Whenever something broke in your house, your dad could weave a tapestry of obscenities that is still hanging over Lake Monroe today. You have had your mouth washed out with soap because you were caught repeating some of those words that you heard your dad say. You did something stupid because a friend dared you to. Anybody with me on that? Yeah. <laughs> you had had enough and you finally beat up the neighborhood bully. Or maybe you're like me and, and the nostalgia comes uh, not because you necessarily see yourself in the movie, but because of how you experienced the movie. Every time I watch it, I'm transported back in time to my childhood. I, I, I'm taken to my, my living room in the house that I grew up in, and, and I, I can still hear my mom snort laughing at some of her favorite parts of the movie. A Christmas story takes me back to a moment. It takes me back to a room. And for a lot of us, maybe it reminds us of what's most important, what really matters. And I think it's one of the reasons why we love this time of year so much. It's why many of us, we have a Christmas tradition to come and, and be here for a Christmas Eve service. Year after year, things change, people change, relationship statuses change. Maybe, maybe you've experienced some of that this year. The world around you might feel a little bit darker and colder than it did last year. Our lives are constantly changing, but the Christmas story, it never does. It is a story that, that takes us back to a moment, back to a, a room where the savior of the world is born, surrounded by livestock and awestruck parents and shepherds who come from their fields to worship the newborn king. And in a world that, that sometimes feels like it is filled with so much chaos and confusion, and isn't there just something centering about the Christmas story? Something that is good, something that is right, something that, that we want to be reminded of year after year after year. It takes us to a moment, to a room, and it reminds us of what matters most. And so today I want to focus our hearts and our minds on that story on that story that changed everything for everyone. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 20. We'll have the words up on the screen, but I invite you to, to maybe just put your feet on the floor tonight. Relax your shoulders and your jaw. Take a couple of deep breaths. And just listen and, and be absorbed in this moment 
maybe for the first time, or maybe fresh and all over again. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to their firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him there in the manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields by night, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. You know, we can get so caught up in, in life and everything that is happening to us, the pain that maybe you're going through right now, the stressors that are keeping you up at night, all the ways that maybe over the last year your life has, has changed. It can all feel at times incredibly overwhelming, but But the message of Christmas and and, and the thing that we need to remember, because there is nothing more important than this, is that Jesus is God's gift of love to you. Jesus is God's gift of love to you. And this Christmas, whether you get exactly what you have been hoping for or you get the equivalent of a pair of pink bunny jammies, God has already graciously given you the gift that you need, the gift that none of us deserve. It's the gift of Jesus. 
He has given you the gift of his mercy and his grace. And and, and we need that because the truth is, is that we have all wandered from God and we have all gone our own way. We have all felt the sting of sin and we need someone to come and rescue us from the burden of our sin and of our shame and of our guilt that we carry. And that is why Jesus was born. God sent his son as a gift of love and by his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus made a way for us to be forgiven, for us to be set free when we put our faith in him. And the beautiful message of Christmas is that no matter where you have been, no matter what you have done or how far you have strayed, God sent his son to make a way for you to come back home to him. And so as you celebrate Christmas, may you remember that love has arrived, that peace can be experienced, that joy can fill your heart, and that hope can be ours because a baby was born to shine the light of God's love into the darkness of this world. God, thank you for sending your great gift of love in your son. Thank you, Jesus, for laying down yourself, laying down your rights as God, taking on flesh, becoming one of us, taking our sin to the cross so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be set free, made new, made whole. What a gift you have given us. And Lord, as we go into the chaos and the craziness of the next few days, God, I just pray that our hearts will will stay focused on this truth, that we have received the greatest gift of God's love in you, Jesus. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. We're going to come to a time of, of... what we call a response time. And if, if you're new with us here at Sherwood Oaks, um, what we do is, is at the end of the sermon, before we go into just a little bit more worship, we set aside a little bit of time for us to share in communion, uh, to pray, to maybe make a decision. And so we have communion stations that are set up all around the room. We got some up here and on the sides and in the back. And here in a moment, we're gonna invite you to to get up and and to wander around to one of those stations, grab a little cup and go back to your seat and you can take it whenever you're ready. Part of the cup has a little piece of bread that helps us remember Jesus' body that was given for us. The other side has some juice that helps us remember his blood that was shed for our forgiveness so that we can be made in right relationship with God. And what I love about communion is that it is another it is, an, it is another symbol that takes us to a moment, to a room, and reminds us of what is most important, that we cannot save ourselves, that we need the body and the blood of Jesus to do that for us. And so as you take communion this morning, remember the Savior that was born to die so that you could be forgiven. And we'll have some people around the room that have orange lanyards on. And they'd love to pray with you if there's something going on in your life. You just want someone to come alongside of you. It doesn't have to be big. If you just want someone to pray with you, they'd love to do that. Or if you're ready to to take that next step, 
God's gift of love to you as his son, Jesus. And if you are ready, even tonight, to receive that gift, we're ready for you. And they would love to help you in that. Go find someone wearing those lanyards. So we're gonna move into the time of response. And as you feel led and you're ready, come grab communion, head back to your seat and take whenever you're ready. Thank you for listening to this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can watch all of our video content, both current and past, on our YouTube channel? Visit youtube.com slash Sherwood Oaks to watch messages, series, and complete worship services.